Hey everyone, welcome back to the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. On this episode, I was fortunate enough to sit down with another great guest, Vista Grande alum and Wisconsin Lutheran College's own, Connor Sullivan. Picking up right where we left off with the Summer Camp Podcast Series, we talk about Connor's connection to the camp and the importance of being able to give back so soon. We talk about his time at Vista Grande and the changes within that he was able to take part of, and ultimately, leaving Arizona to head out east. We discussed the culture shock he experienced while being out on his own in Wisconsin and how the area has changed his favorite food. From his first football experience in middle school to the importance of family in his recruiting process, we learn all we can from the warrior from Wisconsin. Special thank you to Jared Miller of the Casa Grande Public Library for his assistance and allowing the varsity breakdown in their space. This is episode 48 of the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. Relax and enjoy the show. to another episode of the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Lupe Ramirez, and with me today I have another special guest. We're continuing the trend of having guests on from the KDP Friday Night Lights Camp, Vista Grande, former Spartan. Uh, welcome to the show, Connor Sullivan. Connor, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on the show, Lupe. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you wanted to come on. Like When you came up to me at the Friday Night Lights Camp, I, it was the first time we, me and you had ever physically met. Like, I think during your, your senior year, uh, every game that we were trying to go to for Vista, something happened. But I, I'm glad that we were able to, to, to sit down today and, and talk about how things were then and how things are going now and what are we going to be looking forward to this fall. Let's go over how you came into the Friday Night Lights camp in itself. So, yeah, so my cousin is Bear. He runs Big Bear Recruiting. He was over there coaching the linemen over there, and he has connections to Union, and he also connect, has connections to Chico. I, well, I had a, been coached by Chico during my senior year at Vista, and so I kind of knew him, but um, just going back over there and just reconnecting with Chico and then reconnecting with all the other guys, man, it was pretty cool. How, how does it feel to come back home after your freshman year out at college and then to already be giving back to the community by participating in a camp like that. Feels great, man, because I'm, I'm all for the youth, man. I'm all for giving back to the youth, giving back to CG, giving back to Pinal County. What's your earliest memory of football in CG? Um, so I didn't start really playing football until, like, my seventh grade year and then eighth grade year, but I didn't really start playing tackle football until, like, freshman year of high school. What middle school did you go to? A Vilago middle school. Vilago. And what's there? Flag football. Flag football? So – Let's talk about your senior year at Vista. How did you go about your senior year, and how did you come to decide on going to Wisconsin Lutheran? Wisconsin Lutheran. I knew it was uh, there's a W in yeah. there. And then the one thing I knew too is is when I was doing the jersey swap for you, are the numbers on the jersey really like checkerboard like that? Yeah, they are. I was like looking at that too. I was like, you know, when I went on my visit over there, I was like looking at the uniforms and they were checkered, and I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. That's a pretty interesting concept that they have on the jerseys. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your official visit. What was it like when you headed out there to Wisconsin? Um, so going out there, it was my first visit, and I didn't really know what to expect. My recruiting coach, Coach Freelian, who's currently at Lyon College in Arkansas, he told me to come out and say it would be great. And you know what? I was like, when I got the offer, I was just, I was like, Wisconsin. I, I didn't know what to think of it, so I went over there, and, man, City Milwaukee is very fun place, very nice place, man. And just going over there, enjoying what's what's going on over there, and just going to the school was. It's a very small school, but very pretty campus. What what was there to do in Wisconsin? I know you said it was a nice city, but what what were the things that that caught your attention that made you fall in love with the city? Definitely downtown Milwaukee, just the things to do over there, um, and just the parks around, just the cities around. Like you have Madison an hour away, and then you have Chicago down an hour away as well. What's the climate like there? So during the fall, like early fall, it's usually nice. You know, as the season goes on, the leaves start to change. And then then it just starts to get cold. 
and that's when um, I don't know how I was in a deal with the cold over there. That was one thing that was on my mind. And my second semester over there, it got to like the negative tens, like the negatives. I was like, Ugh. but it, it's funny. Like you can call me crazy, but I started liking the weather. I was like, dang, it's not, it's not that bad over here. Do you think it's it's a lot easier to get used to the cold more than the hot, or vice versa? I think it's vice versa. Um, you see, I I don't really have experience like coming from the cold and then going back to the heat. It it wasn't that it was an easy transition, but like just from like the heat to the cold, um, it took a little bit the transition. But then when I got used to it, I got used to it. So did you go to any other visits? Um, yeah, Benedictine University in Lyle, um, over there in Chicago. That was a pretty good visit. The coaches um, really liked me over there. But honestly, in the end, I did chose um, Wisconsin over there. And what gave them the edge over the other two schools? Honestly, I think the family aspect. What Coach Tresky really had over there was, um, honestly, it was something I didn't get at Vista. And honestly, looking back at it, um, it was just a lot to take in, just the traditions when I got there during fall camp and just the brotherhood that was over there. Like, it was amazing over there. And what do you think helped fortify that brotherhood in Western Wisconsin, or excuse me, in <laughs> Wisconsin? Um, I think it was just like the first day, like just all the upperclassmen, all the guys that have been there, like just welcoming the freshmen. And it was, I didn't really get to experience that until I went over there. And I was like, whoa, like this, this is a whole new experience. Like when I got there, I was a little culture shocked just because of how things are done so differently over there. Could you name drop a couple of players that were like your big brothers when you first showed up? Yeah, man. Well, my first one, well, my big, Jalen Harris, um, he graduated, but um, he was the first one to welcome me. He was the first one to text me and be like, hey, I'm going to be your big. Um, and I was like, okay, gotcha. And probably one of the friendliest players on the team. And what position did he play? Running back. Running back. Oh, that's nice. Did he start? Yeah, he played – him and uh, Justin Parbs, who was our other running back, uh, they shared a lot of the reps. Oh, that's good. And then it, how did it feel to have somebody of that importance on the offense be your big, your your lookout, essentially? Yeah, um, he definitely introduced me to a lot of the other players, um, a lot of the other seniors, a lot of the guys that are upcoming seniors. And as time went on, I got to know these guys. And as time goes on, they got to know me as well. What were some of your favorite things to do while out at school in Wisconsin? Probably just going around campus and then going around to downtown Milwaukee. Um, also, I got to visit Madison a couple times, too, and that was pretty fun. What's the food like there? Because the one thing that I've, I've heard from a lot of the people that I know from that area of the Midwest is is that the cheese there is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, man. They got cheese curds. They have, like, all – they have, like, everything, like, related to cheese over there. And it, it was just, like um, – my favorite thing now to eat is cheese curds, funny enough, too. So, Like you go to Culver's and just order cheese curds? Oh, uh, man, I got to go back to Wisconsin. And oh, them, okay. Man. So they, they, got, they got you on, on that high level of cheese over there? <laughs> yeah. So, so now that you're back here, uh, when are you expected to go back to Wisconsin? So I'm expected to go back first week of August. First week of August. And then what have you been doing in the meantime since you've been home, other than uh, attend the camp, of course? Um, so I've been training for the most part, and then I'm also doing school as well. I'm taking 10 credits of college classes so I can transfer them to WLC. So you're still doing that during the summer? Yep. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And is how, uh, you mentioned earlier that you're family with uh, Bear. Could you describe the role that he is playing in your summer workout sessions? Man, he had a tremendous role my um, during my senior year offseason, um, and then also – going to the off season, my first off season, like graduating. The off season right after my senior year of high school football, I bulked forty pounds. I went from one fifty to one ninety. Um, I'm one seventy eight now, but um he played a tremendous role. Could you explain to me how his knowledge and and experience in the game and how he's been able to pass that along to you? Yeah. He definitely taught me some stuff about DBs, even though he's a lineman. He's been around, and he knows a thing or two. And honestly, the biggest thing that he's helped me out with was recruiting because he runs Big Bear Recruiting. Mm -hmm. um, and he was able to get me 11 offers. And do, uh, do you remember your first offer? Where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, Clark University. I got it during the season, um, October, I think it was. The coach over there really liked me. And you know, when uh, 
there was t- talking to me. I was talking to him once, and I was like, and he told me, like, I can get you an offer. And I, I looked up him kind of funny, like, you know, I didn't really have that much playing time. I didn't really have that much film. And I was like, I looked at him crazy. And he showed me how to make a Twitter. He showed me what to do. Um, he had me contact these coaches. One of the coaches got back, and it was the Clark coach, Coach Regalo, though. And he said he really liked what I was doing, and then he offered me. When I got offered by Clark University, I was I was like, this is pretty surreal. Like, And, you know, I was like, hmm, let's see how many more I can get. Throughout your entire time at Vista, what was probably your most favorite or or your most memorable moment in a Vista Grande uniform? Probably when we beat Choya that first game. You know, coming into that season, um, we didn't know what we were going to do. You know, compared to the last three seasons that happened, um, my sophomore year going 0-10, then my junior year we only winning one game. That was against Shadow Mountain. Um, so going into that year, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we had a new coach, John Roberts. Um, I, I didn't know what he was going to do, but when that first game came, like, I had a good feeling how we were going to do that season. Could you describe to me, like, the opening minutes compared to how the final minutes of that game went? Yeah, so the opening minutes, we were like, okay, we were we were doing good. Charlie was also doing good, respectively. Um, but then we just started just rolling them. Um, I think, like, at the end of the first quarter, I think, we just started rolling on them. And was that an away game or a home game? Home game. So how did it feel to put on a performance like that in front of family and friends that were able to come to the game? I think it definitely showed that, you know, Vistagram was different at that time, you know, very different from compared to last year. And, you know, it was fun. And it was it was good to show, like, the crowd and just people around Pinal County that, you know, Vista is here. And how does it feel knowing yourself that you were a part of the team that helped turn around that Vista Spartan style of play? Because, like you mentioned before, it was a team that wasn't necessarily – notoriously known for winning and now it's it's a formidable program that people are actually not necessarily scared to see on their schedule but when they see them uh, they're aware yeah you know it was fun just witnessing you know john change the culture and just witnessing to be one of the seniors you know to have a first winning season be a part of that first winning season since like 2015 i think and then winning both the homecoming game and senior night game what was your first memory, besides your, your initial visit at Wisconsin, what was your first memory of, as a player, like, you're like, man, like, this is college football? Um, Probably during fall camp, just, like, learning all the plays and then just going to the meetings, like, going through an actual fall camp day. And I was like, dang, I'm really doing this. And, you know. There was one night where I was just, like, laying down on my bed, just looking at the ceiling, like, dang, I'm really here. Like, I'm really doing this. Describe to me the, the, the schedule of, of a day. Like, when does it start and when does it end? So, usually we would um, – Or you're pulling up the, the calendar. Yeah, I'm pulling up the calendar. Let me look at it real quick. So, usually we would start the day at 8 a.m., wake up before 7.30, then head to the cafe at 8, team meeting, and then – where it's not pulling up for me. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, so this was our Friday. This was, like, I think one of our first days. So at 8 a.m., we would have breakfast, and we had daily devotions. Um, and then 9.15, we'd have a team meeting, and then we'd have our trainer come out and give us the expectations of what was to happen during the season. And then 10, at 10 o'clock, we had on-field testing. Then 12 to 12.45, we would have lunch. 1 p.m., we had specials in the woo, which was our – underground area underneath the calf which would be there for like studying or getting something to eat is that uh area only accessible to student athletes or everybody it's it's everyone oh okay and then at 4 p.m we'd have practice 6 30 we have dinner and then 7 15 we have a team meeting with everyone back in the warrior underground okay and then at 7 45 we'd have offense and defensive meetings and then when your day closes out like how do you prepare yourself mentally for the next day Usually, so after meetings, I would just go into my dorms and then just looking at the plays, looking at looking back at huddles, seeing what I did wrong, seeing what coach told me to improve on. I would just um, think about a couple things and then, boom, wake up, set up my alarm, wake up the next day, and then get back to it. What's your taste of home in Wisconsin? When you're there and you miss home, like where do you go to get, if, if it's not like a food place or like a, 
a, like a business like where do you go to get that okay i get that little taste of home when i'm here yeah so i was the only one like coming from a high school from arizona but there were some guys on the team that were f- like did come from arizona but they just lived in different parts oh okay and there were two of them and you know sometimes i would talk to them and just and then that would give me a little glimpse of home too I and mean, just talking to people back home as well how often did you do that like how many of your teammates do you keep in touch with a couple of them now. Um, as the season, as the off season's going on, I'm probably gonna st- start to text a couple lot more of them. Are you talking about the ones that are still currently playing? Yep. Okay. And and if you could give any of those listening right now any advice, what kind of advice would you give them to prepare for this upcoming season? That's just a few weeks away, actually. Yeah. Definitely stay on your grind. Definitely focus on what you need to focus on. Don't um, focus on outside distractions, just because that will not help you in the long run. Good advice. When you get back to Wisconsin, like, what does that grind look like? When you when you land, what's the first thing you do when you get there? Honestly, the first thing when I did last year was just focus mentally, just try to change my mentality, just focus on what, like, in my head, like, I need to focus on this stuff. I can't focus on this stuff. And that's probably the same thing I'm going to do this time, but also I'm going to be driving over there, so I'm going to have my car. So maybe I'll try and get some field work in at the field, you know, during fall camp. So, what? Why drive instead of fly? Just so I have access to a car, just so I can get stuff when I need to. No, no, that makes total sense. I I, I remember traveling to Texas and I drove eighteen hours straight. Yeah. Man. To make sure that I had a, a vehicle because I didn't want to spend ridiculous amounts of money on Uber or or a rental car. Yeah, even DoorDash too. Um, but. You know, the drive over there, I think it's a 24-hour drive. And, you know, I'm confident enough that I can do it, man. All in one day? Uh, Probably split the days, probably. I was going to say, in. bro, pull over. I, yeah. <laughs> man, I have to be crazy to do that. So, Depending on your route, I'm pretty sure when you get a little bit past, are you going to, you, you're going to be going through, like, the Midwest, right? Like, I think so, yeah. So, I think when, by the time you get past Colorado, you'll be ready to pull over. Like it, it, it's a it's a long drive, bro. I I imagine like, I imagine you could do it, but when you go through that long of a drive, not seeing anything but just land. flat land, yeah. it, it it does a lot to disorient you. But nonetheless, what was your first flying experience like when you when you went to Wisconsin? Um, you know, I flew on a plane before, you know, visiting colleges, um, academically, but um. I don't know, this one felt different just because, you know, I was taking a visit to play a sport over there, and I was just like, I felt a little bit nervous just because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Was there any extra nerves knowing that you're, it, was it like going to like a blind date where you, you kind of know the person, but you're, you're not exactly how they're going to feel about you? Yeah, that's exactly how it was. It, it was just, I felt a little bit nervous, and then, you know, when I started to talk to all the coaches that were there, like, I had lunch with Coach Tresky, Coach Dono, and then Coach uh, Freeland, and, you know, that kind of gave me an extra sense of famili- familiarity with the place and just with the coaches. Answer me this. Now, you're going to be going back. Now, when you go back, you're going to have a little bit more experience, and you're not going to be that little, little brother. You're going to possibly have the ability to be somebody else's big. Yeah. How does that feel knowing that you're going to have that type of that type of accountability and responsibility going back? Yeah. So it's definitely going to add a lot of responsibilities on my hand, which I really don't mind. I actually really embrace that. Um, just showing the ropes to these younger guys who are going to come in. Um, it's going to be fun and it's going to be interesting as well. So, What is your field of study right now? So I'm actually double majoring right now okay. in sports management and marketing. Which of the two do you feel like you were having a better time in or and which of the two is much more of a challenge, but you, you, it's not necessarily scaring you away? Um, sports management is definitely the easiest one, definitely the one I'm more familiar with and definitely the one I enjoy. I'm going to start taking marketing classes um, this next semester. And honestly, just looking at it, I think I'm going to enjoy that too. Did you participate in any of like the high school clubs like FBLA or FCCLA? Yeah, or anything so, like I was, so I was a part of National Honor Society for two years, and I was a part of Link Crew as well, which was a club that would introduce and just help the ropes of freshmen. So going back to what I was saying about being a big, that kind of gives me a little bit more familiarity just because I've kind of been there before, and I kind of helped younger guys before too. 
do you ever play around with it, your teammates, like like joke around, or or is everything pretty much serious when you when you're out there? You know, it's it's not always gonna be that. It's not always gonna be serious, man. You know, there is gonna have to be some times where it just like loosen things up and all that. All right, let's go back to your first experience on a college game. What was it like to have your name called and to be out on the field? What was? Could you explain that the the emotions that 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 went through the um, mind? It caught me off guard. I'll say that. Um, you know, my coach called me like, "Hey, you're gonna go in for a couple plays." So I was like, "Okay, all right." And you know, I got in. Like first play, I was a little bit nervous. Um, but then after the first play, I was just like, you know. This isn't bad. And I did get a little bit more experience time in our reserve games as well. And that was um, – I was a little bit nervous for that too. Um, but then as time went on, I didn't get nervous. And I started playing a little bit more. I started playing more smoothly more. What goes through your mind to help you get over those times of anxiety and worry when you're on the field to, to perform and actually get the job done? Uh, but you know, I think Walter Payton said this. It's like, you know, after that first play, I think the jitters will be gone. And, you know, that's exactly how it goes. First play, you go in, first play happens, and then after that, the jitters just go on. You're now focused on the game. Could you go – let's go back to Vista a little bit. Could you reminisce what was your best hit that you got at Vista and the worst hit that you got at Vista? So my best hit will be, um, if I'm trying to remember correctly, it was during the Shadow Mountain game my senior year. It was on kickoff, and I was just like – I was just bullying this kid on kickoff. I think one, I ran, one time I ran over him, and that was probably my <laughs> biggest hit. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, after that, when I got back on the sideline, I was like, I did that. I really did that. Because at first, like, I'm not going to lie, my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of, like, afraid to hit because I didn't really know anything about it just because those were my first two years of tackle. But then, you know, as time went on, my junior year, I was getting less afraid. And then my senior year, I was just, like, all out crazy. And by the time your senior year came – what was your mentality when you had already made your decision to go to college and, and where you were going to go? What was your end goal for the season as a Spartan? Definitely winning those last couple of games. And, you know, we didn't get to win the Carl Hayden or the Sierra Linda game, but we did get to win against uh, Yuma. And sadly, you know, we were supposed to play Kofa that year too, but then they forfeited on us. And that was just a year removed from the COVID season, correct? Yep. And how did you feel going to school during that time? And that's something that I haven't really got to ask any of the other guests. What What was your COVID school experience like? So, yeah, it was different. Like, it, it was just, like, weird just because we would have to split day with, days with people. Like, I wouldn't be able to get to see people that I was friends with. They would have to go the first day, and then I would go the second day with a couple people. It was very um, different. What was practice like during that era? Well, it was kind of the same, but it was a lot more restricted. Like, we had to wear masks. We would have to um, wear masks in the weight room, I think it was. And then it was just, like, it was different. Like, the practices were still kind of the same, but not really just because, like, COVID was in that situation, too. And we even had a couple scares. My senior year, like, the, f the first game, we would have to cancel against Push Ridge. We had a COVID problem, and, you know, we had to end that game. And then same thing with the amphitheater game later on during that season. We had to cancel that because of COVID. So going back to that time, how did you overcome that negativity and that sense of limited uh, access during that time? Were you still comfortable going to coaches and asking questions, or, or was it a little bit more reserved because of the rules set in place? Well, I kind of understood the rules. Like, you, you know, you can't risk it to anyone else. You can't risk, like, getting everyone sick. And so I got the rules. But, you know, at the same time, it was just kind of disappointing just because – these games, you know, like, you're, you're not going to get these games back. You're not going to um, be able to play these games. And that's kind of how I felt during the Push Ridge and Amphitheater. And then also Kofa. And, you know, that didn't happen because of COVID, but just happened because, you know, they didn't have enough players. So, you know, it was like a shame just because it was like, dang, these are games I probably won't get back. And these are games that, you know, potential playing time, potential playing time with everyone, you know, kind of screwy. When you go back to your last game as a Spartan, what was the emotion as the clocks ran down and you knew that that was going to be your last time putting on that uniform? Yeah, you know, there was a lot of emotion during that game, during that Carl Hayden game. Um, you know, some of the guys on the other team, uh, Carl Hayden, they were making me mad. Like, they were, like, pulling face masks on me. I was starting to get mad. And it was just like that game, you know, it's also an emotional game, but it left a sour taste in my mouth. And I was just like, you know, 
maybe I have it in me for another four years. Like, that was when I started to think about, like, should I really do college football? And honestly, like, I think a couple, like, a week later, I was like, you know what? I actually want to do this. Like, I actually want to go through with that. I actually want to play another four years of college uh, football in general. One thing that I can gauge from, like, the conversation is, like, you can almost sense, like, their hunger in a sense or, like, their appetite for football. Yeah. Um, speaking to uh, Leland, he mentioned that because I had gave him the hypothetical question, like, say, say you go through college and, and you're getting touted to get picked up by the NFL. Things don't go your way during the draft. Would you happen to go the way of the XFL, the USFL, or possibly the Canadian Football League? And he gave me a good answer by saying, it just depends on where my love of football is at, at the time. If I feel like I want to keep playing, then, yeah, I'll push for those, you know, those other leagues. But if not, then he's like, I have no problem hanging it up. I have enough comfortability falling into the, the career path that he wants to do. Is that something that you, you can share that same sentiment, or is there a little bit of a difference there? Yeah, I could share that same sentiment, you know, because for me um, – I was being realistic with myself, and I was thinking, like, you know, I'm only going to do f- the four years at D3 level, and then, you know, I'm going to hang up the cleats. Just because it's like, I'm being realistic with myself. I don't see myself in, like, these leagues, like the XFL or the CFL or, like, some semi-league pro. I just see myself getting my two degrees, playing my football, and then just hanging up the cleats and then going to get a good job. With your sports management and marketing degrees, what's something that you're looking forward to after football is all said and done? Definitely, um, you know, and it works with that second major marketing, um, definitely something in marketing. Maybe in Milwaukee, maybe back here in Arizona. It's still a decision for me to make, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting one, you know. And, you know, it could change over time as well. In the time that you've been back and forth, what are some of the things that you're going to miss going back into Wisconsin when you leave home here? Definitely just, you know, the vibe down here. Like, man, just, you know, driving around, just watching the sunsets and all that. You know, it's something that, you know, I always remember, you know, going back to Milwaukee. What's a Milwaukee sunset like? Now that you said that, I'm pretty curious to see what that's like. You know, I actually have a couple photos, actually. You know, it's it's not like Arizona with, like, all the different colors, like, in the sky. But, um, you know, there are some pretty sunsets some days. And, you know, I look back at it, and I'm like, Kind of reminds me of Arizona those sunsets, but at the same time, it's like you know, it's like that those Midwestern sunsets where mm-hmm. it's just like it gives me like another vibe of like you know this is very peaceful, and you know that's that was one of my things about a college about choosing college was like I want to choose like a peaceful place. And have you traveled any further east other than Wisconsin since you've been there? Well, Illinois, you can count Illinois just because of the games and all that, but um, not really. You know, I'm looking forward to doing that this coming year do you feel like that's something that you're going to possibly do as a big like maybe load up your your i don't know what do you call them your littles or yeah so when you when you load them up like what are you going to do like hit like a, a dairy queen or something that's like you know a little bit further east yeah you know that's kind of interesting now that you bring that up i never i didn't really think of that but you know that's gonna because you're gonna have your car now yeah for so. sure for sure so you know that's definitely something to think about too um you know, maybe even going west, going to see a couple of buddies that, you know, that aren't playing football anymore and are just going back, doing college. And what kind of car are you driving, if you don't mind me Oh, uh, man, I drive a Nissan now. So I used to drive a Honda, but um, now I drive a Nissan. Car uh, or truck? Sedan. It's a, a car. sedan? Okay, yeah. so that so camping's not necessarily out of the question, but it's not something that you would feel comfortable going out yeah. in the mountains with. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere nice in the area in Wisconsin to camp? Um, up north, definitely up north. Okay. Um, probably closer to like Green Bay, maybe. Definitely Minnesota, and then also Iowa, from what I've heard. Isn't that funny about just about how every state, the north of the state, is like the best place to go camping? Yeah, just because there's a lot of wilderness over there. You know, I heard Colorado's also another good place too. So, so being in an area where the climate is totally different, the people are totally different. What are some of like the strangest like wildlife encounters that you had out there in Wisconsin? Man, um, ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, you know I did see a lot of squirrels, but I seen a raccoon, man. I was like, like what? It wasn't like, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, it's funny though because I seen like one time I was just walking, I seen a raccoon chasing somebody, <laughs> I on everything. I was like. What is going on? And then I did see a couple of uh, 
Oh, I forgot the name. They're um, I think it was like a goose. Like those things look like menaces, man. Like those things are like they'll just come at you. So you yourself haven't had any run-ins with these wild animals of the Midwest, have you? Thankfully, no, I have not yet. I'm hoping so. that 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 you don't. And, and and I'm surprised that you that you haven't like ran into anything like much more wild, like a elk or deer or anything like that. There's nothing like that out there. I mean, Milwaukee has the bucks, and then you haven't seen one of them. It's just more because it's like a city <laughs> environment, you know. Um, but you know, as you go out more west and more northwest, I'm sure you will see them. One thing that I ask just about everybody is this same question. Could you build me a team that's unbeatable, a seven-on-seven team of you and six other players that you've either played with at Vista or in Wisconsin Lutheran? Uh, Give me your quarterback and and who's surrounding you. Quarterback's a little different. But I'm going to go with – well, he's going to be my grade sophomore. He's over there at Wisconsin Lutheran. I'm going to give Nathaniel Griffith. Give him at the quarterback spot. You know, I'm going to go with uh, Tyrese Constable, play with him all four years at Vista. I'll give him one of those wide receiver spots. Well, the next wide receiver, you know, I'll give to Meech. I played with him for a good year over there when he was at Vista. Really good player, man. Um, yeah, he's I'll got the catch. Him. Yeah, man, that catch is something else. Yeah. Being on the field when it happened was a totally different feel because yeah. <clears throat> your clothes were vibrating with – the sound of of that whole entire arena when when he caught it it was it looked like it wasn't going to happen and then when he tucked it and just kept going the the charge of the crowd around you it was just like i said yeah, it was i was i was there at that game and I, when i seen that i was like no way and then he got up and i was like wait he caught that and so and then i looked looked on twitter and like straight up reaching for the ball i was like whoa like that's that's like definitely a once in a lifetime play man you know, good on him for doing that, man. All right, so now now we got your quarterback and your wide receivers. Like, who else is on your team? You got, I think, three more spots to fill. Um, tight end, one of them. You can go with tight end. Um, that's interesting. I'm gonna go with the uh, our neck tight end, um, Trey Green. I'm gonna go with him for tight end. Very good player, man. I have to guard. I have to guard him sometimes, man. He's like he's he's trouble, man. It'll definitely be dangerous this season coming up. Is there any other uh, of your Wisconsin brothers that you feel like would would be a good fit on your team, whether it's on the field or or just being a good supporter on the side? Definitely guys like um, on the offense side. Definitely guys like Mike Dupree, Travion Green. You know, those are the guys I'm you know I'm probably forgetting, but just that whole team overall with that WLC is just a great team, man. And I'm you know I'm excited to go back over there. Compete with some of those boys, you know, bomb more with some of those boys, and you just win. Have you gotten your schedule yet for? Yeah, we have. Um, and what what are some games on the schedule that you're looking forward to the most? And so the first, so here's how our schedule is gonna go. So first game we play Lake Forest. It's at home, and you know Lake Forest has been recruiting around here in Arizona a lot. Heavy, yeah. The Foresters do well out here. Yeah, man. And, you know, that's something I'm, like, I'm probably going to eventually tell my coaches, like, man, we need to recruit out of Arizona more, man. We need to recruit out of the West Coast more just because there's a lot of, especially here in Arizona, there's a lot of untapped town over here, man. And, and I feel like the problem with recruiting in general is that they kind of just take the easy route in a sense, like going to areas where talent is kind of, like, overly saturated, like a Texas or a California. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of our guys from WLC are from Texas. You know, that's an experience. That's a new experience just meeting guys from out of state. But also it's like going back to the Arizona, there, you know, and it's good now that we have all these recruiting services. Like we have Big Bear Recruiting. We have Game Time RC. That's another big one. Um, I know he'd be doing the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something. That's, I like that concept, man, because it, it's giving to the kids, like, another chance to get more film, play with their brothers, play with the guys that, you know, they didn't get to play with. And, and, you know. and the thing that I love about that, too, is – that a lot of those players that are in that game, they don't get that experience of having to not necessarily take it easy, but to go into a game not having that anxiety of, like, I got to overperform to make up for so-and-so or so-and-so because everybody around you is on your level or better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's definitely something that I expect will get a lot more bigger. And, you know, I seen something on Twitter the other day of, like, the AZ Football Coaches Association not 
supporting it or something like that. Okay. I was like, see, uh, I'm 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 glad that you brought this up because it, it it was a little awkward because Rodney had brought it up saying you know somebody's you know throwing shade to my event you know saying that it's a it's a waste of money but you know Rodney does his homework and he's not just out there you know doing things for a cash grab and he not only did he repost what they said but he put receipts up too posting the schedule of the calendar that shows the open contact and when contact is not allowed so Rodney goes through all of those you know checks and balances to make sure that his event is going to get not only the kids the exposure they need but put these college coaches in a position where they won't get in trouble for making any unsanctioned moves to to collect talent. yeah you know i didn't you know when i seen that tweet of the az football college um, association they've done it before you know like they've they've actually went through with that all-star game you know and they're doing it again like i, I don't get the hate of it you know um i definitely support what rodney's doing I do too. Like one thing that I'm looking forward to is this year we're going to be streaming kind of like an event, like what we're doing right now, but it's going to be a little bit more produced where we're not going to have the mixer in, in the shot. And it's just going to be us chopping it up with the people who were invited to the game. And that's something that I'm looking forward to because a lot of the time last year when we were on the field, taking photos and video of the game, I was just more like when a kid would make a play, I'd just, you know, run up to them on the sideline and be like, hey, bro, what's your name? Nice to meet you. I can't really read the name on your back. I was like, but you were out there moving. And, like, the thing that I love about Rodney is that his reach isn't just solely in one area. Like, he had kids from Tucson. He had kids from Nogales up north. And, and even in the the Phoenix area, but not too much of those, those quote-unquote, big-name schools like Abasha or Chandler yeah. Hamilton people in the surrounding areas were able to get their name out and, like you said, play one final game, get that excitement of putting on your helmet one last time, possibly for the last time, or get the chance to to wow a coach enough to, to continue your football dreams. You know, yeah, man, Rodney's for the youth, man. He's for the kids, man. And, you know, I 100% support that, man. Anything to help these kids get more opportunities to play if they want to. How did you meet Rodney? Um, I actually followed him. I actually heard a lot about him. Um, you know, I haven't really talked to him face to face. I haven't really met him, but I've just heard a lot of good things about him. Yeah, Rodney's definitely a good dude. Like when we first met, it was actually out in Tucson. We were I can't really remember the game we were at, but um we were fortunate enough to sit down with a few members of his family and some of the student athletes that he's actually like mentoring and and helping with recruiting and just getting the face-to-face interaction with the guy and seeing his, his love for the game and and his just overall warming presence. Like he, he's a, he, he loves joking around. He loves making, you know, breaking the ice by, you know, humor and, and being that type of fun guy. But one thing that he takes seriously is the the job that he does. He 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 loves the recruiting and, and helping kids reach their potential. He he believes in himself, bro. Like one thing is that he he's on the path to become an NFL agent. And I know that the fact that I'm able to know the man and work with him now, it's gonna be even better when he reaches his potential to actually do what he's wanting to do and being an NFL agent. Like I want him to be full baller status, like not everything that Dwayne Johnson was doing in that HBO show, yeah. but, but I, I want him to have fun doing it. Oh yeah, definitely for sure, man. You know, that's why I get, that's why I take the back behind these uh, recruiting sites and all that, because man, they're, they're helping kids, man. They're helping kids getting opportunities um, that they probably would not get anywhere else. Just from me being from that experience too, like, you know, getting help from my cousin, I definitely a hundred percent support like all these recruiting sites that are going around Arizona. When Daniel came up with the idea to actually, you know, do this in real life, because this was just supposed to be a, an assignment that he had. And he was like, you know, what if we actually did? He's like, there's nothing like this right now. He's like, Santa Cruz just won a state championship and nobody's talking about it. We we should be able to do that. He's like, don't you think just five schools, we should do that? And then we're in the middle of the season, we get contacted by Coach Donnie with Sequoia Pathway. Yeah. To me in itself, like that was – pretty cool to have a coach like say hey i'm watching you do this for these other five teams can you do it for me too and and the thing that that took me aback like when when schools when we actually like reach out to them and tell them that we want to cover them or do something like the first thing that comes out uh you know 
of their mouth is kind of like, well, what's it going to cost? And the thing is, is like, we don't want to charge you anything. We, we, we see pe- other people come in and not necessarily like sell a dream, but put forward something and not necessarily put the effort in to get to know the people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I love doing what we're doing right now, because this is something that Daniel and I had conversations about prior, because um, one thing we want to kind of not necessarily move away from, but stop doing as a whole is we don't want to go over just what we went and saw at the game and, and go over the scores and stuff that, that happened. Because in, in a sense, you can already do that. You, you can go back to max preps to find out the scores. One thing that we want to do is get on a better level of communication with student athletes like yourself and, and those that are still playing right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's fun because you have schools like from outside Pinal, um, texting you guys from what I think. I think Crisman was one of them. Yeah, Crisman is, is one of um, them. And and even schools down south like Douglas, Nogales, like they're giving us calls and showing us mad love to to go out there and and you never know. We haven't really, you know, fully revealed the the schedule of what we're going to do for the Grand Canyon Gridiron mm-hmm. Road Tour, but don't be surprised if you see us way 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 down south there. Uh, it gives it definitely gives you guys an opportunity, you know, to expand from outside of Pinal County too. Like going back to Crisman, it's just it's just fun, and it's gonna be fun to watch Crisman and Desert Sunrise grow. Um, I managed to even talk to Coach Clark, um, the head coach over there at Desert Sunrise, very genuine guy, and they have some talent over there, man. It's gonna be exciting to watch that team. I I I feel like they might have you know every every school when they first start out they have that little bit of of struggle of getting into the program and and just adjusting to the level of competition, but I think that. Desert Sunrise has a really good opportunity to make that transition happen a lot faster than other schools. Like one thing that we're getting able to see is the the forming and the blossoming of ALA Anthem South. Right now, they're not really a school that you can depend on to get wins. But yeah, I've heard about that school. Didn't they get their football program like shut down? Or something? Last year, they they didn't have enough particip- uh, participants uh, to actually have a, a full varsity season, so they opted to just play JV. This year, they have a full team that they can play both varsity and JV. But the, the kicker is they're not going to be a 3A team. They're going to start off in 2A. That's smart. See, that's smart because you don't know, like, how many players you're going to get. And then, you know, it's, it's a, that's definitely a safe spot, uh, safe spot to start in. And, you know, that's you know that's going to pop up my radar, too, just of teams to watch around Pinal and just around AZ. And one thing that I hope that you can do when you're out and about is is go ahead and when you're when you're not busy on a Friday night or or a special Thursday night when we have a game, you know, hop on YouTube, hop on NFHS if you if you got an account and and watch the games. Like w- one thing that we're looking forward to is is bringing that experience out to other high schools because we we've been fortunate enough to do it for basketball for Coolidge, Santan Foothills and and most recently with Post and Butte. But we want to be able to do that we want to be able to do that throughout the state and give that opportunity to just about everyone. I feel like when things start picking up and we are more in demand to, to do what mm-hmm. we do, I'm really looking forward to when that actually, you know, comes you know, to definitely like I've had this idea for a minute now, but it's like, I'm going to probably start texting some of these coaches around Pinal County and just be like, you know, offering my services to help like weight room or DB work just because it's like, I like giving back to the community and I like watching people grow, you know, and that's something I'll probably be looking forward to do on my um, off time. Like even probably when I get back for December and, you know, I'm probably thinking about getting with Rodney, seeing if I could help out with that um, all-star game he has. That that would be cool. I mean, whether you were a part of the staff uh, of the coaching or you were just able to be, because that's one thing that I know is that he had a couple of head coaches for, you know, each side and a couple of different position coaches. But I'm sure having you on the sidelines, you know, hyping up the boys, giving them tips and 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 having the knowledge of a current, you know, student athlete in college football be there, I'm pretty sure it would give them a lot of confidence knowing that somebody w- that that's in their po- that was in their position is right next to them, giving them basically the cheat codes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm hoping to go to – some couple schools, you know, I have a couple schools on my radar that I'm, you know, hoping to text coaches be like, hey, do you guys need help at all? Um, you know, um, I can help you on this time or whatever. Um, definitely, and, you know, big shout out to to um, 
just the schools that have helped me out too. Like big shout out to Cass Grand Union, um, just because I've been using their facilities. Big shout out to Coach Luna and Coach Woods for letting me use their facilities and give me the opportunity to better myself. And and how has that that workout? How has working out with Union and Coach Wood and Luna been beneficial for you as you go back to Wisconsin? Um, it's definitely helped me to get um prepared. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm like splitting my workouts. I'm doing my WLC workouts, but I'm also doing Woods workouts. And man, Woods workouts, <laughs> they they be having me tired. I'm like, I remember telling him, like, man, like, man, I remember doing this in a minute, dude. Like, I haven't sat across from a single soul or been on the phone with anybody who has said that Woods workouts are light work. <sighs> Nobody says that. Everybody says that they they help prepare you for what you can expect at the next level. They definitely do, man. Um, it's definitely my, um, my explosion has definitely gotten better just because of working out with him and just doing his workouts. Even though I've only been here for maybe two months, it's going to be two months now, um, he's definitely helped me get right. So, All right, let me give you a hypothetical scenario, okay? This year you ball out. You and your team end up winning – your conference championship, and then now you're getting eyes on you. Would you stay with Wisconsin, or would you take the opportunity to go with a bigger-name school, or would you transfer to a, a team that would, wouldn't necessarily be a, a higher-profile school, but your fit would be the key to that team being a championship team? You know, that all depends on the opportunities that are given to me at WLC. You know, I know I'll probably be definitely getting a lot more playing time opportunities over there, but, um, you know, hypothetically – it just all depends what happens. It all depends how the situation is going at WLC. It all depends on how I'm feeling at that moment, like what state I'm in. Like, man, like, should I be close to home? Should I go to school like ACU or OUAZ? You know, honestly, like, my stance on that is more, you know, it's in the moment. What's going to happen? That's a pretty interesting question, if you ask me. A lot of the times we are kind of, like, just more focused on what's coming up currently. And when you actually think that far ahead, three years, four years, five years ahead, that's when – things get a little bit more interesting. You start worrying a lot more what you're doing right now and if you're taking the steps necessary to get where you want to be. Yeah, and you know, it's funny that you, ask, that you say that because I'm more looking ahead for academic stuff. Like, man, I'm hoping to get my two degrees and graduate a semester early because after my summer classes, I'll be 40 credits done already out of the 120. Hopefully, you know, football-wise, um, I'm given the opportunities to play a lot more, hopefully. And what's your GPA like in college right now? 3.1, 3.0. That, that's fast. So so the fact that you're still getting the job done in the classroom and still making time to make your workouts happen and not only do your WLC workouts, but take on the challenge of doing Woods workouts as well, bro, you're on the right track to, to continue your success. And, and one thing is for sure is I'm looking forward to seeing you flourish and to keep in contact with you too, to randomly drop some motivational text messages on you send you some photos, send you either, anything that, that we come across that, that when it, it comes across my feed or anything like that, and, I'm like, and I think, Connor, I'm going to send it to you, bro. Because one thing that in our just short conversation the other night, and, and I mean, now we, we're not having a short conversation, yeah. but in the, in the short time that we were able to have conversation, you come up as such a genuine person, like, I could see why you had so many offers and why you were so in demand when you had the opportunity to pick a college. And I'm thankful that you landed where you are because being with Wisconsin Lutheran has definitely sharpened your, your skills, but also your demeanor as a man, like the, the way you're presenting yourself, the way you presented yourself at the camp and the way you talk to the kids, it, 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 it all shows and like I said, I, I look forward to seeing what you do, bro. Like, you're going to be doing really big things. And, and it's going to be cool to say, hey, like, I had him on a podcast. Like I was able to, to, to chop it up with him, you know, just one time before he did something big. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate that. And, um, you know, the biggest thing is that what Tresky promised my parents is that we're going to give your kid the opportunities to better themselves, not just as a player, but as a person as well. And, you know, it's been working out so far. And, you know, Going back to what you were saying about, you know, you guys not knowing me and, you know, me coming up to you guys during the KDB camp. I encourage a lot more athletes in the Pinal area to definitely hit you guys up, man, because I didn't – you guys didn't know who I was. I only asked you guys for the edit and all that, and that was it. And then I actually talked to you guys during the camp, and, you know, now we're here. Mm -hmm. So I definitely encourage a lot more Pinal athletes to um, definitely hit you guys up because we you don't know how many opportunities are going to be given. We don't necessarily, like, have – other than – 
even if you're not even in Pinal now, like we're going to help you out. Like as, and as, as weird as it sounds, like one of the questions that we're going to ask you is going to be the same questions that any coach would ask you is like, what's your GPA? Mm-hmm. Because the, the same way that a coach doesn't want to waste their time to come out to a school to see a kid with a 2.5 or a 2.7 is the same way of how I'm going to feel when I'm making a graphic or I'm helping, you know, do an edit or, or, or anything like that. And I'm like, it's just, I, I know it's going to make them happy. I know it's going to, you know, be a good memory for them and their family. But, but are they going to go through with it? Are they going to go through with it? Because, you know, that's been the case for some athletes around here, you can say. But also, that's another thing I'm on, like a lot of people on, what are your grades? Because that's the first thing college coaches are going to be asking you. Even like my cousin, like using his thing, he always, the first thing you always ask is, what is your GPA? And, you know, I help him run the Instagram account for Big Bear Recruiting. Mm-hmm. So, my knowledge of the game of like the high school talent and just what's going on, what schools are there, um, it's definitely increased. And it's just like me getting to know some of these kids and me just asking like how they are, how they are as a character, how they are in the classroom. Like these are questions that college coaches are going to be asking them. All right. So we've been at this for almost an hour now. I've asked a lot of questions and then we, I feel like we've got to know you a little bit more, but, now, I want to give you an open floor. You can shout out anybody you want. You can say anything that's been on your mind, plug any, you know, person, product, anything that, you, that, that you're really into right now. Just go ahead and let it out on the floor. You know, um, well, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to everyone that's helped me throughout my whole just career of football, high school, college. Um, huge shout out to my cousin, man there um you know without him i probably wouldn't be here i wouldn't be here in this table talking to you right now just about football but you know big advice that i'm gonna give to Pinal athletes definitely and just athletes in general as well it's just definitely stay on your grind don't have no distractions like do good in the classroom do good in the weight room and trust me like if you do everything right man trust me things will come back to you and that's definitely good advice to to pass off to to the next generation of people who, who want to make it big in football. But I, I thank you again for coming down. And, and I look forward to when you come back down in December. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure when I see you again, you're going to be probably a little bit more bulked up and we're going to talk about how things are going in the Midwest and, and, and see if anything changes from here to there. Definitely, for sure. Um, thank you again for having me. Thank you again for... No problem, Connor. It, it, was, it was an honor to have you here. Just like... Pretty much, I haven't had a single guest that on the show that I wouldn't invite back. So you're definitely going to be be on the invite list, and and you have like the open door, bro. You can come back anytime. For sure, and I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to it when I come back. Maybe even during uh, summer again. All right, Connor, take it easy. Yep.